Hey, hello everyone and welcome to episode number 33 of Conversations on India with Panda and Vyas. So it's just going to be me and Panda today and uh, we have uh, quite a varied set of topics to discuss. Uh, we're going to start by discussing population control in India. Then we are also going to look at uh, GST and uh, since it has just completed four years. So uh, Panda has some good content on it and um, we will look at what has worked, what has not worked. And let me just invite him in. Yo, hi Panda. Hello sir. कैसे हो बढ़िया सर बढ़िया एकदम ऑल राइट ऑल राइट ऑल राइट सो आई वाज जस्ट टेलिंग एवरीवन कि हम आज क्या डिस्कस करने वाले हैं सो आई थिंक विदाउट फर्दर डू लेट्स गेट स्टार्टेड और डू यू वांट टू टेक द जीएसटी थिंग फर्स्ट और शुड आई ओके गो अहेड सो बेसिकली जीएसटी सबने ही सुना है यार मतलब आई डोंट थिंक सो समवन इन इंडिया वुड बी अनफैमिलियर विद दिस वर्ड जीएसटी गुड्स एंड सर्विसेज टैक्स So it has recently completed four years, four years of GST, and that is what we'll be discussing on four years of GST: the good, the bad, and the ugly, whatever uh, remains about the GST, right? So basically, what GST is? GST stands for Goods and Services Tax. Hua kya tha? He India had uh, loads of taxes, multiple loads of taxes. To start a concept of one tax, uh, one nation, one taxation uh, sort of thing. multiple taxes you know every state had their own taxes with different rates uh, and mm-hmm. uh, different at central level different at state to state level variation so when there were interstate trades or something like that so uh, our dealer had to pay something here and also had to pay something uh, in the other state so it was uh, you know a uh, 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 hindrance in the uh, development and also in the uh, it was also a hindrance in people you know trying to uh, expand their opportunities in multiple states they were limited uh, due to the taxation that they had to face whatever be the percentage say 5% that was an extra amount gst me kya ho gaya gst has brought in uh, something called the input system so what happens mm-hmm. is basically if you have paid a tax uh, at one stage in gst uh, you don't need to pay that same amount of tax again and this was the cascading effect that was happening ki tax ke upar bhi tax lagta tha jaise if you you purchased a thing of say rupees A hundred, and there is a ten percent tax, say uh, a VAT of ten percent. So uh, now the product cost is hundred and ten rupees, right? And now if there is another ten percent tax, say any uh, any any different tax, so it would be ten percent of hundred and ten. So it would be hundred and ten plus eleven rupees. So that one uh, that ten rupees extra, yeah, that one rupee extra, you know, it it should have been actually one twenty because it should have been again ten percent on hundred. But it was just one rupee extra. That was something uh, that was a result of the cascading effect. जो जीएसटी ने ऐसे रिमूव किया जीएसटी इंट्रोडक्शन चार साल पहले की बात में बेसिकली जीएसटी इंट्रोडक्शन यूनिफॉर्म नहीं था इट वॉज नॉट प्लान टू you know expand across all the uh, sectors and across all the uh, taxes but there was this amresh bakshi report uh, 30 years back that had stated gst fir uske baad uh, lpg and stuff like that introduced 
you know and then uh, there was a revival by the uh, congress government he, you know we should bring in gst and uh, uh, they had actually framed the current uh, gst jo bhi abhi gst ka framework hai it was actually framed out by the upa government but bjp had opposed it back then in 2004 was it 2005 uh, just after the vajpayee government and finally now it has been implemented by the bjp government so this was the background about the gst now uh, directly going on to the good bad and the ugly of the gst and then i'll bring in you for your comments you know so good kya hai basically indirect tax structure jitna bhi tha wo puri country ko cover kar raha hai the cascading effect that i have already mentioned that is a good thing you know people don't need to worry agar maine phone kharida hai and if i am doing a business and i get an gst that can be used in my business that that is as simple as that ki main ki bar tax bharu main bar bar tax kyun that is first thing you know there are fewer uh, registration requirements you know smoothest process and uh, gst along with digitization it has uh, brought seamlessness in this tax collection the bad uh, a lot and lot uh, of segments i would say uh, not only segments ye jaise petroleum products hain or or the atf the aviation turbine fuel wo abhi bhi gst ke rate ke bahar hai you know petroleum mein 60% of the cost of petroleum is taxes that are collected by the central and state ab 100 rupaye ka ho rakha hai to 60 rupaye are only taxes whereas in gst the maximum slab is of 28% 28% plus cis so that is something so it is out of the gst uh, this is the bad and the ugly part is you know gst was sought to simplify the tax regime lekin kahin na kahin we have created around seven slabs you know 5% then there is this 12% 18% 28% 0% aur gold aur diamond pe to alag alag lagte hain aise कॉमन आज नहीं तो कल ये करना ही पड़ता क्योंकि जो इंडिया का टैक्स सिस्टम था बिकॉज ऑफ स्टेट एंड बिकॉज ऑफ सेंटर्स टैक्सेशन पावर्स विच आर सेपरेट उसकी वजह से बिजनेस मैन हैजेंसीजेंसी was a, a a a requirement which is sorely needed in india and and it is a good step to do it. but again as you mentioned ki ye uh, this process is not complete yet because not just a, aviation turbine fuel but also uh, excise on alcohol is is another uh, you know huge part which is still outside the purview of gst and gst is something which has uh, you know sparked a lot of debate between center and state and it is it sort of pitches center and state Uh, in 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 like an adversarial fashion, and and there is a GST council as well, which decides the distribution of GST between different states and and the center. So uh, I, I I think the process is not yet complete. Uh, these are the years of friction when when we are still figuring out what goes where. So uh, we, we can expect this friction to continue for a couple more years uh, until we fully figure out uh, how the whole taxation system is going to work. And uh, it will be much much better if we can unite all. goods and services under one tax regime and not uh, you know uh, try to have different taxes for different products for example for fuel so even petrol and diesel that we use in our cars are still outside the gst regime and that's why you see uh, their prices are are skyrocketing because that's like a completely separate 
taxation system it it is uh, different from the other economic system that uh, the rest of the products are are are, are working with so so yeah uh, we 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 need to increase the compliance of gst now i i would really like to mention one positive for gst that is that it increases uh the like is it incentivizes businesses to actually do all the transactions on the books because the more transactions that they have on the books the more credits they can claim and the more cuts in taxes that they can claim because earlier india used to face this problem of a lot of informal business activity so i think gst is a step in right direction when we take into account all the informal activity that happens in our country so uh, I, i mean businesses are incentivized to do all of their transactions in the white on the books uh which is really really helpful uh when you consider the larger uh, e- economy and then uh, i i also think that we need to make it even easier for people to you know uh get a gst registration number uh, fill their gst taxes whether it is quarterly monthly or yearly or uh, you know biannually Uh, whatever the system is it needs to be made as frictionless as possible so uh, i mean uh, my whole point is that we should not have hindrances uh, for people who want to pay taxes if if someone wants to pay taxes you need to make that process as frictionless as possible as smooth as possible so that more taxes are collected and and i think a lot of work still needs to be done there because gst is not just a single tax there are all these different slabs 2% 5% 10 uh, 10% 18% 28% Twelve uh, percent is also another slab. So, so yeah, uh, I, I mean, uh, the, the, all of the system needs a little bit more clarification, and and I think uh, the ind uh, GST uh, collection has also seen uh, you know increasing returns. Uh, I, I think uh, you you, sh- you must have some stats around that. So uh, let's let's get into those. Right. So basically, uh, I'll get into those stats, and you have already mentioned mm-hmm. two important points. So I'll just start with mm-hmm. that. पहला आपने मेंशन किया फॉर्मलाइजिंग दैट इज व्हाट जीएसटी डज बेसिकली ब्रिंग्स मोर पीपल इनटू फॉर्मल सेक्टर दैट इज दैट इज अ डेफिनेट पॉइंट यू नो माय सेल्फ सिंस आई एम आई हैव बीन यूटिलाइजिंग दिस जीएसटी पोर्टल एंड स्टफ लाइक दैट सो आई नो दिस सो हाउ जीएसटी वर्क्स फॉर आवर व्यूअर्स इज कि द गवर्नमेंट कलेक्ट्स जीएसटी फ्रॉम यू एट वन पॉइंट यू नो यू हैव ऑलरेडी पेड जीएसटी एंड एज प्रोफेसर मेंशन दैट यू नीड टू यू नो फिक्स इन योर रिकॉर्ड्स and you need to show the government that since we have already given you gst now the gst that will be uh, that we will get by providing services to others say i am providing services to vyas uh, so i'll take some uh, services gst from him say 28% whatever be the charge aur wo main government ko already pay kar chuka hu hai na and if i haven't paid i have to pay that 28% now to the government and if i have already paid say i had purchased some equipment kyunki bahut sare taxes ek sath ho chuke and uh, it reduces that cascade effect so if i purchased the equipment or jab maine us equipment ko purchase kiya tha i uh, paid in some uh, service tax already so that service tax will be adjusted in this say i had already paid 10 lakhs now i can claim that 10 lakhs from professor vyas and just uh, mention to the government that i have already paid it once i don't need to pay it again so this was the benefit ha so formalization will happen definitely happen the second point that you brought up was about cooperative federalism you know then this is this is a very important point i think so so the gst council may state and center both are members center has 33% uh, of weightage and states combined have 67% or koi bhi decision pass karne ke liye there needs to be a majority of 75% you know so unilaterally koi bhi nahi kar sakta pehli cheez to ye clear ho chuki second cheez hai aur jo ki mera question bhi rahega next uh, uh, ki ye hai ki do you think ki abhi gst council mein bjp has majority uh, bjp has around 18 states 
मतलब पोल्यूशन के साथ या उनके साथ मिले हुए फर्स्ट थिंग सेकंड थिंग इज यू नो सेंटर में भी बीजेपी है सो इट इज वेल पास दैट सेवेंटी फाइव परसेंट मेजोरिटी दैट इट नीड्स टू डू यू थिंक कि आज की डेट में जो मेजोरिटी द गवर्नमेंट दैट होल्ड्स दिस मेजोरिटी इज समथिंग यू नो ब्लॉकिंग और रिस्ट्रिक्टिंग इट टू इम्पोज और ब्रिंग पेट्रोलियम इन टू दीएसटी कॉम्पोजिशन क्योंकि इन दी कॉन्स्टिट्यूशन इट इज मैं जीएसटी काउंसिल डिसाइड पेट्रोलियम और वो जो भी डेट होगी वो जीएसटी काउंसिल डिसाइड करेगी टिल द टाइम देन बी आउटीएसटी सो डू यू थिंक इट इज जस्ट दिल ऑफ इट इज द पोलिटिकल विल दैट इज स्टॉपिंग दी सेंट्रल गवर्नमेंट और द गवर्नमेंट इन पावर टू ब्रिंग दीज प्रोडक्ट इन टू दीएसटी थिंग दिस इज माई फर्स्ट क्वेश्चन एंड ऑल्सो टू आंसर योर फैक्ट्स Yes, GST, and this is something that is great achievement. पिछले साल तक, you know, we used to always have this one lakh crore का figure. Uh, it is just a symbolic figure. कि यार GST इस महीने नब्बे हजार करोड़ पे रह गया. अब की बार एक लाख करोड़ पे touch हो गया. But for our viewers, now GST has crossed one lakh crore consecutively for last eight months. और शायद इस इस बार नहीं हुआ again due to those lockdowns. लेकिन ये जो figure था, मतलब जो ऐसे इतने सालों से था, वो cross हो चुका है. Maybe one point five lakh and two lakhs. is next again due to the formalization kyunki bahut sare log judte hi ja rahe that is one thing so again my question remains that do you think petroleum needs to be brought uh, under this regime first thing and second thing is that is it the willingness of central government that is stopping it second and third thing is if it is to be brought under this so what would be the solution ki agar aap 60% tax de rahe ho 28% ki slab mein aa rahe ho so how would you uh, you know uh, get that revenue out wo jo gap bach gaya aapka Exactly, exactly. So I, I, I think the revenue gap has that is what is really stopping the government. It, it is not really political will because if, if BJP, uh, you know, decides tomorrow to do it, they have all the votes in, in the GST council to actually execute it. Uh, now the problem is that abhi currently, uh, for every one rupee spent on petrol, the government earns sixty paisa. But after it comes in GST, it will only earn twenty eight paisa. so uh, but th- th- there will be a huge shortfall in revenue and i think that is the main reason that why uh, the government is not bringing petrol into the gst regime because of the shortfall in revenues so i i, I mean uh, this is uh, something very unfortunate also for the indian people because they have to pay higher prices for each liter of petrol and it it is also leading to you know greater uh, tax collection for the government which will uh in turn lead to greater welfare services and so on so so it has its both its pros and cons but i think the revenue shortfall in in the short run will be too big to actually you know uh, stomach the whole thing so uh, some some other method needs to be uh, created either there needs to be another gst slab maybe at 50% just for petrol and atf and then we can bring those two in but i think until uh, until we have uh, you know great revenues coming from gst which can contain the shortfall from uh, you know uh, the excise that comes from fuel i think until that happens uh, we we will not see uh, petrol being a part of gst right so basically i have one one solution and also a question uh, regarding mm-hmm. petrol you know there is this concept of compensation cess now again for our viewers yeah. i'll just explain what compensation cess is so when gst was implemented uh, constitution amendment hui thi aur us constitution amendment mein states ne bhi part liya tha you know this is a special type of constitution amendment where 50% majority of states were also required 50% of the states had to uh, do and now even jammu kashmir is like wo pehle bhi karte the anyways so what uh, the central government promised in turn ki because states would be losing their uh, revenue you know value added taxes that states were earning they would be losing so states were naturally worried about this gst because gst is now a destination based 
टैक्स रेदर देन सोर्स बेस्ड टैक्स पहले ये होता था कि जहाँ का प्रोडक्ट है उसको टैक्स मिलता था अगर हरियाणा में एक मोटरसाइकिल बनी है तो हरियाणा के स्टेट को उस मोटरसाइकिल पे टैक्स और बेनिफिट्स मिलेंगे बट नाउ जहाँ पे वो मोटरसाइकिल सेल होगी उस स्टेट को वो फायदा होगा सो ये चेंजेस आए थे सो वॉट कॉम्पनसेशन सेस वॉज इंट्रोड्यूस एंड वॉट बेसिकली कॉम्पनसेशन सेसेस तो कॉम्पनसेशन सेस क्या था स्टेट दिस सेंट्रल गवर्नमेंट प्रोमिस फॉर द नेक्स्ट फाइव ईयर्स वी आर गोइंग टू प्रोवाइड यू फॉर एनी शॉर्टफॉल दैट यू नो दैट दैट यू अक्रू इन योर टैक्स कलेक्शन एट अ रेट ऑफ फोर्टीन परसेंट इंक्रीज तो आज की डेट में अगर आपका टैक्स कलेक्शन इस साल में अगर हंड्रेड लाख करोड़ है तो फोर्टीन परसेंट इंक्रीज के हिसाब से इफ देर इज सम शॉर्टेज ड्यू टू दिस जी एस टी वी आर गोइंग टू प्रोवाइड यू दैट यू नो एंड फॉर दैट देर इज समेशन सेस दैट इज बींग डिवाइड ऑन द आइटम्स दैट आर इन ट्वेंटी एट परसेंट स्लैब जिन्हें हम लग्जरी आइटम्स बोलते हैं तो उसमें कुछ कम्पेंसेशन सेस लगते हैं वो सेंटर के पास जाते हैं सेंटर उनको बांट देते हैं राइट पहली चीज ये कम्पेंसेशन सेस पांच साल के लिए होने वाला था एंड यू नो इवन स्टेट्स वेंट टू सुप्रीम कोर्ट क्योंकि कोविड के टाइम पे वो नहीं दे रहा था तो दैट वाज अ ऑल ऑल नो कंट्रोवर्सी जो चल रही थी अब वो छह साल के लिए कर दिया दैट इज वन थिंग इट हैज बीन एक्सटेंडेड बाय वन मोर ईयर दैट इज टिल 2022 द नेक्स्ट थिंग इज माय क्वेश्चन एंड द फाइनल क्वेश्चन फ्रॉम माय साइड इज डू यू थिंक दैट समथिंग सिमिलर कैन बी वर्कड आउट इन केस ऑफ पेट्रोलियम प्रोडक्ट्स कि आप 28% स्लैब में रख दो प्लस उस पे आप सेस लगा दो जितना आपको लगाना है सो दैट स्टेट्स कैन बी कंपेंसेटेड क्योंकि स्टेट्स भी आधा कमाते हैं टैक्स so states can be compensated for certain amount of time and also jo aapke businessmen hai they can meanwhile also claim the credit for uh, uh, this diesel at least the 28% credit aur uske upar aap cess laga do jo bhi shortfall aapko lag rahi hai aap usse earn kar lo and meanwhile doing so you know the uh, jo finance commission aapko recommend karta hai ki uh, you know 41% or 42% now it is 41% plus 1% for jnk wagera to jo finance commission uh, aapko wahan recommend karta hai you can get uh, some sort of laxity there ki uh, states ko uh, bata do ki hum aapko yahan se pay kar rahe hain rather than you know giving direct uh, taxes and also the shortfall apart from this cess can also be made for uh, increasing corporate tax on the high net worth corporates jo bahut badi companies hai un pe agar aap 1% bhi badha rahe ho tax तो आई थिंक जो भी सरकार घटा रही है आई डोंट नो बट स्टिल ऑन द नेम ऑफ ऑफ डूइंग बिजनेस लेकिन अगर आप उनपे हल्का सा भी टैक्स बढ़ा दो सो आई थिंक सो दिस माइट वर्क आउट व्हाट आर यू यूज़ ऑन दिस क्या ये पॉसिबल है दिस कम्पेंसेशन सेस एंड दिस so again uh, problem with compensation says is that it is temporary in nature we can only do this for 3 4 5 6 years but right now the way tax system in in petrol and in diesel is structured uh, this can go on for uh, you know uh, endlessly so so basically uh, the choice that the government faces is ki either earn 60% tax or do this compensation says thing where they they are going to earn 60% tax but only for 5 years so it it is like shooting yourself in the foot when uh, there is a real uh, problem of resource crunch when you need to invest in infrastructure when you need to you know uh, pay pay the states this excess says uh, to to you know uh, fulfill their shortfall from gst collection so i think right now it does not make financial sense or it does not make uh, it it is not fiscally prudent to actually uh, uh, you know uh, decrease your uh, total tax revenue that is why i i, I don't see the political will for petrol being brought into this and and uh, i i think this is going to continue and uh, it will probably be an arrangement like you suggested uh, uh, through which it finally comes into you know uh, our uh, until it finally comes into the gst regime but until that happens i i think this system is going to continue and and right now during the time of pandemic when when there is a resource crunch uh, i i don't think such a step is warranted so uh, mm-hmm. j- just a comment you know uh, yeah. since we are talking about uncertain uh, uncertainty and uh, you know 
so and shooting on the foot i think so gst itself was such step you know and uh, for the states but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it has also resolved and simplified multiple processes as a result their income has increased and uh, still state is support but anyways let's see uh, when the political will uh, rises because uh, prices are rising the petrol prices are rising that is one thing right uh, okay yeah. now let's go on definitely yeah so uh, next i want to uh, bring up population control in india so uh, let me just uh, put the topic in the chat so that any people who join us later can also uh, you know uh, get context of what we are talking about all right so here it is right so uh, why this topic because uh, up and assam have impl- have announced aggressive population control measures they have announced a two child policy um and not having learned from uh, the heavy mistake that china committed because population control uh, although it has a solid basis in economic theory but in practice it brings up several problems and then we are going to look at some of those so uh, for example first taking the example of china uh, uh, in in the 1980s they had implemented this one child policy uh, and it, it 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 resulted in a unique phenomena in china where uh, they called din case double income no kids so uh, it 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 you know um, uh, couples were disincentivized from having kids so much that couples decided not to have kids at all and that is why china has a huge deformity in its demographic uh, graph where where there are very low uh, number of children and by the time because china's economy is growing wildly and china is right now a middle income country uh, so china will essentially be old before it becomes rich so that is all because of its population control policy and and, and it is also going to have uh, a, a serious uh, a demographic tax which is going to come in so on one side you have demographic dividend on the other side you have demographic tax when your working age population is far less than your dependent population that's when we call it a demographic tax and china is going to face that situation and its social security payments pension payments other transfer payments are going to become huge and and that will be like a huge cost on on on, on the government there so uh, population control is is a two edged sword and and we need to use it very very carefully so uh, why population control is important in india so india is going to be uh, you know the largest uh, the most populous country before 2025 so we are going to overtake china before uh, 2025 and uh, population burden you know it it causes a resource crunch on all these resources like education healthcare and uh, food grains employment all of these uh, population creates competition for these resources and that is why it it is undesirable in a society now uh, uh, population uh, in india will start falling only in 2060 so until 2060 we are looking at a rise in population although the rise will become less pronounced as as we uh, continue to move into the future now uh, another thing uh, which india faces is that right now its constituencies are delimited Uh, by the 1970 uh, census so essentially we have not uh, you know delimited our constituencies again since 2020 and this has resulted in regional differences so for example a constituency in up is 25% more populous than a constituency in karnataka now th- this this is a huge difference and and uh, whenever we d- decide to do the de- delimitation exercise again the the states that have done economically well will see their representations fall down in the lok sabha and that is why governments have been shifting it into the future again and again and these overpopulous states which have a high total fertility rate these are really very dangerous for the stability of our demo- democratic system 
and and uh, population control becomes really important when we consider the political stability as well now there was this economist uh, called malthus who gave a malthusian theory in 1798 yeah the malthus principle so what he says that population growth is exponential so if you look at the population growth of the world it it is essentially a, a, an exponential graph whereas food grains can only increase linearly because uh, food grains depend on the area under cultivation and the area under cultivation is not really growing so so you can only increase your food production uh, linearly whereas uh, population grows exponentially so any mathematician knows that uh, soon sooner or later we'll run out of food to to feed the people and that is why he 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 said that because of the increasing population we are uh, you know uh, going into this uh, dangerous future where where we don't have enough food for people but he failed to account for uh, the uh, technology increases of 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 you know um, you know in in agriculture which has uh, resulted in a place that today we can produce food for 10 billion people whereas we only have little more than 7 billion people in the world so uh, malthus failed to account for the increase in technology which would surpass the increase in population so malthus theory has not come true but this competition for resources we are seeing in other areas so for example in employment in healthcare and in uh, especially during the pandemic we saw it all over the place and uh, actually uh, the most vulnerable people end up suffering the most and uh, that is sort of the law of 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 big numbers now uh, so so that is why population control we need to figure out a way to control population but we we cannot do it by by a single rule so uh, now um, my question to uh, panda would be that uh, say we implement a two child policy given india's nature like the patriarchy in the society uh, will it not lead to worsening of the sex ratio because uh, parents if if they are only allowed two kids would they not want two boys instead of you know uh, one boy one girl or two girls so so uh, i i mean uh, doing this uh, uh, two child policy is is a very dangerous uh, uh, you know rule in near because of the patriarchy so what do you think about this uh, before that uh, i'll just uh, <laughs> mention few points and since we have a cast with us in the chat so uh, yeah. you know uh, talking about malthusian principle uh, anthropological term that is very familiar with So what it says is that if population rises in GDP, that is geometric progression, and your uh, resources rise in arithmetic progression. Uh, mm-hmm. You have mentioned that you know he did not account for the technological development that would have happened, but also there is one thing: while the technological development advances, there is also uh, a tendency to be uh, more exploitation of resources, and ultimately resources mm-hmm. are finite. You know, and as a result, yep. uh, the uh, the new modern world problems, so-called modern world problems that we face, uh, the most important being the climate change. you know so that that is uh, something that that needs to be accounted into ki you cannot keep growing uh, yes definitely uh, uh, israel is a living example you know unke paas khud ke resources nahi hai they are making uh, mm-hmm. you know drinking water out of sea water they are pumping in from mediterranean mm-hmm. and making it uh, usable that is one thing but uh, ultimately the principle is ki uh, you have to stop somewhere you know you cannot keep exploiting else uh, it will be the end uh, that is first thing second thing is असम की जो पॉलिसी है असम इज इम्प्लीमेंटेड दिस टू चाइल्ड पॉलिसी दर इन असम एंड आई हैड मैंशनिटीज रेफरिंग 
that is first thing so uh, policy should be made on that fact that is uh, first thing so, mm-hmm. you know you cannot target the basic second thing is jo bahut important point that you have brought in ki do you think ye jo patriarchy wala stuff hai the mindset the patriarchal society that we have will it creep into this uh, two child policy norms or uh, let's say if india goes for uh, all india two child policy norm so will it creep into definitely it will creep into you know uh, there, there have been uh, raising voices of women but uh, let's face it that society is still patriarchal and hard core patriarchal so they definitely have this son meta preference you know abhi tak kuch communities mein there is this uh, practice that is going on they keep having child till the time a boy is born you know so if they have four girls then they go for the fifth one until a boy is born so that that is one thing although the mentality is changing you know there are people who uh, actually want a girl child and uh, things like that but uh, on the face of it jo bhi hai let's say even uh, 70% which is a huge number uh, 70% uh, only 70% is patriarchal i'm not talking about 80% 90% still ye impact bahut bura hone wala hai it will lead to cases of female uh, infanticide and female forticide these are one thing and this is a worry you know this is a definite uh, real worry that needs to look into uh, fine one more thing just just yeah. one one more thing i want to mention mm-hmm. the point that you mentioned ki uh, you know there haven't been a delimitation commission after 1970s so jo hamari constituencies hain jo hamara representation hai the representation that we have in democracy that is based on the population census of 1971 1976 mein last decommission hua aur jammu kashmir ka bhi chal raha hai this practice is going on so i mm-hmm. think so and even this thing has been mentioned by the finance commission and the weightage that it has given ki uh, in allocating resources to the states ki the states that have performed better in this uh, aspect population control you know uh, mm-hmm. reducing of disparity they should be given more uh, resources rather than the states jinhone population badhai hai aur wo demand kar rahe hain kyunki hamari population badh gayi hai we need more resources so i think so managing population is the way forward that is definitely is sense mein theek hai there are problems uh, just female infanticide ek problem ho gayi jaise and uh, i'm sure you will talk about uh, more problem so this is one thing that needs to be looked into i think so it is high time being a democracy ki deemed limitation ho kyunki exact representation hona chahiye because there are states such as odisha jahan pe aise you know uh, mp represents 1 lakh people whereas state uh, some states such as up jahan pe ye population ek mp uh, might represent 2 uh, or 3 lakhs that is some different thing so it is not actually a democracy uh, that that is what i want mm-hmm. to point to regarding this population right please send true exactly and and uh, all the points that you made were valid and, and there are just a couple more points that i want to point out ek to ki high population is actually not all bad because if 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 you have a high population you will by uh, implication also have a big market this this big market creates more opportunities more opportunities means more space for innovation more technology coming out of your country more business and and sort of more growth so a high high population is not necessarily a bad thing secondly uh, population control might lead to a demographic tax so for example if we implement a one child policy right now uh, we, we will not have enough workers for 40 years down the line because uh, most of the workers who are in the working age population will get older so we'll have to support them and the new workers coming in will be less and less in number which will create a scarcity of workers and and uh, which is not a good thing it might lead to deindustrialization it might lead to increasing uh, you know labor wages and industry shifting to let's say africa instead of india so i mean uh, we need to take those factors into account as well and uh, we, we should not forget that if we implement this one child policy uh, later on we'll have a huge transfer payment bill so uh, whether it is uh, you know pension for the old or it is 
you know uh, any kind of support payments that we have so th- those will uh, actually become huge and india's ability to invest into infrastructure or to invest into other welfare schemes will go down just because of this uh, population thing that we are trying to do so we need to be really very very careful when we uh, talk about one size fits all kind of rules uh, uh, population control is desirable and there are other ways to do it besides having a one group right uh, maybe we can have uh, you know a uh, great awareness around uh, population control uh, we can uh, teach young couples to uh, you know uh, control or uh, we can make uh, uh, we can do other things besides implementing this overall uh, one child policy or a two child policy so that would be my take on it and and whenever we choose to implement it as up and assam have they need to be really very very careful and they need to actually see whether it really helps or not definitely we have an example of you know working example of china uh, that is suffering mm-hmm. from this two child policy and that is first thing second thing is here uh, up i think so it is fine understandable for short term because uh, only three states up bihar and uh, meghalaya have a tfr of greater than 2.1 but a state assam which already has a tfr of less than total fertility rate of less than 2.1 i don't think so i don't see the point that is first thing second thing is again i had quoted it again and i'll quote it again for our audience that mm-hmm. economist angus deaton he was a nobel laureate uh, he has quoted that you know we uh, when we are born we are born with only one uh, you know mouth to feed and uh, one head to think but we have two hands and two legs so we can work more so i think so that should be the uh, priority of our country rather than this that uh, awareness generation and you know capitalizing on this resource development program you know you cannot keep exploiting resources you need to create more human resources so that the existing resources are utilized better so i think so that is the way forward and also yes uh, there needs to be a self awareness sort of thing you cannot uh, impose something on indians that is that is a well sorted yeah. thing and uh, second thing is jab tak logo khud realize nahi hoga you know when they don't themselves care for the 2.1 fertility or two child no you know uh, there is no point in imposing it uh, i remember uh, assam had done some sort of and not only assam even rajasthan had done uh, some sort of thing uh, before what was that thing mm-hmm. was that ki government jobs ne limitations laga diye the ki if someone has to apply for government jobs he need not have more number of children three tha shayad limit rajasthan mein and uh, same for assam ab unhone ye kar diya to assam is i don't know bhai uh, so much anti population but uh, having said that i think so uh, that is my final take on it all right all right all right so yeah i i think with that we can close this topic as well and uh, next do you want to take it or should i go ahead you know uh, it is a very important topic and yeah. my topic will also coincide with your topic you know uh, mm-hmm. a very very important topic and uh, uh, i i think so every viewer would like to have uh, a say on this you know so basically topic kya hai uh, chief justice of india uh, present nv uh, ramana he gave a lecture mm-hmm. recently and he stated that you know ki uh, mere electing government does not uh, account for democracy you know and there needs to be a balance and you know we should always uphold uh, 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 rule of law rather than rule uh, by law that is one thing you know rule of law is something jo hum hamesha that is what we fought for and rule by law was something that was colonial jo britishers hum pe karte the that were ruling by law so uh, he had mentioned this and you know uh, he had said that uh, democracy and its benefit could be ensured by giving uh, space to both reasoned and unreasonable public discourse uh, discourse okay and uh, now the topic that i'll be discussing basically is uh, is lecture ke upar ki first thing is is there going to be a uh, i would say a phase down between the judiciary and the executive or in short 
the topic today is executive and judiciary or executive versus judiciary so this is what my topic is going to be and this is the discussion uh, okay mm-hmm. i'll just uh, start into it he uh, you know right to dissent and i think so this is very much in use uh, recently and then we'll go on the supreme court judgment jo bhi recently hua then you can you know comment so right to dissent is the uh, is a most important point it is guaranteed by article 19 of our constitution aur kya bolta hai right to dissent kyunki fundamental right mein hai so you can dissent against anything as long as aapke jo basics hain aur the basic structure is maintained you know it upholds the dignity of the basic structure that is what right to dissent is you know uh, rule of law wahi baat hai we fought for rule of law and uh, rule by law is something we fought against lekin aaj ki date mein jo dekha ja raha hai that the things that government is doing is ruled by law uh, i am not naming any uh, government uh, beat central or state uh, that that is something different you know anyways so when the state is using laws to clamp down speech free speech uh, dissent jaise natasha narwal uh, i i mentioned uh, sector 3 her father died or there was this bhima korigao activist uh, who was jailed and uh, his name was stan swamis you know he died due to covid complications and they were not released from jail you know natasha was booked under uap and uh, certainly then the supreme court will definitely need to stand up for them and take a clear stance in favor of accountability free speech that is that is what i'm basically trying to say aur isliye cj has spoken so widely presently matlab itna open nahi aake cj has uh, spoken this thing and this is a huge thing you know kyunki uh, we have seen the credibility of judiciary going down in last few years and we'll also be talking about that so uh, what are your views on uh, this speech that cj has given regarding uh, this uh, freedom and uh, your views on how uh, our system is going on meanwhile i'll just like yeah so so uh, yeah right now what we are basically seeing is is one of the uh, worst sides of uh, parliamentary democracy because in in a parliamentary democracy when you have a single party majority in in, in the lower house uh, that just implies that it becomes a dictatorship of the prime minister because uh, the prime minister is is super empowered there are no coalition partners to keep a check on the power and that is when the powers really become dictatorial and that is really when a test of the institutions of the country happens so right now it is a test for not only our judiciary but also other institutions whose powers are being encroached upon so the, this is really a welcome statement from the cgi uh, we are finally happy to see a cgi who has a backbone who who has the you know the might to stand up against the executive but at the same time we should remember that uh, it is not the uh, judiciary's job to butt heads with executive it is really their job to work together with other branches of government and it's not like the judiciary is not free from issues is free from issues uh, judiciary has a lot of issues as we'll come to in the next topic one of them being the pendency of cases and that is actually why all these activists suffer in jail because the judges have no time to listen to their cases right uh, there are too few judges they are involved in listening to vip cases and uh, like the common man's access to higher judiciary is really very very limited uh, it is partly because of the uh, you know the huge amount of uh, litigation uh, that happens at the higher judiciary level and you really need expert lawyers to represent you and not everybody has access to expert lawyers not everybody has uh the resources to hire these expert lawyers so judiciary is not free from issues and while it we welcome uh the dissent uh, that judiciary uh, has the power uh, to do on on the legislature or on the executive at the same time we should also remember that we need to fix judiciary's issues first because those are the ones that are really limiting our access to justice those are the ones which are actually enabling the legislature and executive to do what they want because if we have a strong judiciary 
then in no way can executive overstep their lines because they will know they can be checked by judiciary but right now since judiciary is already involved in its own issues uh, the executive and the legislation don't really feel the pressure so uh, i mean it is a balance uh, we have seen in the past that judiciary can lose its way uh, going after the executive Uh, as happened uh, during the indira gandhi years as also happened during morarji desai years when when judiciary was prone to overreach into uh, other areas and uh, so so this needs to be very carefully balanced in india because we have had a history and and our constitution is such that the judiciary is very very powerful so uh, we we uh, out of all the people in india that we expect restraint in power i think judiciary comes first so uh, I, i mean uh, while this lecture and and these words are welcome at the same time we need to fix the issues in judiciary on priority definitely you know judiciary has its sets of problems and that will be discussed uh, not in this topic mm-hmm. just the this uh, the next topic uh, that we will yeah. and i'll also mention a ground for that but now let me just state few statements and this judicial overreach you know uh, definitely there is no inherent uh, clash between judiciary and executive they are three organs legislative judiciary and executive mm-hmm. they are supposed to work in tandem and that is how they uh, maintain uh, uphold the rule of law basically the democracy you know they need to work lekin when you see uh, uh, one organ or i would say presently two organs and even judiciary so pura hi system kharab ho chuka tha so two organs when they are against uh, this and when there is this uh, state of total majoritarianism that is going on in this country so i think so there needed uh, to be someone to stand against it uh definitely mm-hmm. you know uh, i i have some points both pros and cons you know i i would not go into uh, again i am not pointing out to any party you know i am not in favor of tmc in bengal and the things that they have done or the central government at time mhm there are some uh, important statements that the judiciary have mentioned in last two cases first was section 66 of uh, section 66a of it act this was struck back uh, this was struck down 6 years back in the shreya singhal case in 2015 but a pil was filed in judiciary that you know uh, even now firs are filed based on section 66a so supreme court took a very strict stand and you know it uh, dictated uh, again using a strong word it dictated the central government to uh, see that uh, 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 put a check on this that it is not good. what section 66a was he you know uh, it was related to digital media and stuff like that that if you are sending any offensive messages or uh, i would say any sexual messages or uh, something indecent messages uh, it could attract an uh, imprisonment of up to 3 years it was struck down uh, by uh, judiciary in uh, shreya singhal case you know we have a better law that is section 69a and stuff like that second thing is there was a school kit case so abhi uh, one member approached uh, to the chief justice of india ki Uh, to the basically the Supreme Court, uh, not Chief Justice of India. You know there is a false toolkit that is making grounds, and uh, I have been named into that. So what should I do? So Supreme Court said that a dissent is allowed. You know, uh, toolkit. If someone has made a mistake or anything like that, that dissent is allowed, and Supreme Court dictated. This, these are very recent. In last two days, these are uh, the judgments. That dissent is allowed. You know, and uh, this is what important is. And also uh, Chief Justice Mishra, uh, not very glorifying name, but again. he had mentioned that dissent is the safety valve of uh, democracy while giving a mm-hmm. judgment uh, earlier that is one thing so uh, basically what i feel is supreme court is duty bound to upheld rule of law always now there is this question that always comes ki yaar uh, while doing uh, doing its duty is it over uh, you know reaching that is a word that we use judicial overreach to so, kya judiciary that does not have the power to make a law when it is uh, checking a law 
इज इट ओवर रीचिंग जो पावर लेजिस्लेटिव या एग्जीक्यूटिव की होनी चाहिए इज इट ओवर रीचिंग वो दिस इज वन थिंग उनकीटेंट you know and they have to become vigilant and there is this quote a very beautiful quote and it says the price of democracy is eternal vigilance you know you have to always be vigilant you know koi bhi apni power le sakta hai winston churchill that that definitely you know so this yeah. is one thing second thing is ye jo laws and these are very hard fought the uh, decent and uh, stuff like that you know and uh, citizens can raise their voices when they are violated and can go to the government but if government is the one that is oppressing them or you know going against their laws whom do they go to they definitely go to supreme court and supreme court has to protect them you know it cannot be said uh, merely judicial overreach because supreme court is protecting the laws of the citizens and going against the government you know government is not absolute in democracy people are absolute in democracy that is uh, what the point is second is ki kuch again uh, ek recent orders again i'll uh, take two recent orders and then i'll move into it supreme court mm-hmm. last month dictated ki ये जो माइग्रेंट वर्कर्स केस था इट डिक्टेटेड सेंटर टू इम्प्लीमेंट वन राशन वन नेशन स्कीम एंड सेड दैट ऑन द बेसिस ऑफ लेटेस्ट पॉपुलेशन सेंसेस सबके राशन कार्ड बने सबके पास वो जाना चाहिए क्या बोलते हैं राशन कार्ड बने और सबके पास ड्राई राशन जाने चाहिए क्योंकि सुप्रीम कोर्ट टू सुअ मोटो कॉम्बिनेस ऑफ दिस माइग्रेंट केस नो वैंड अप्रोच इट इज सेविड सिचुएशन there is poverty that is raising uh, rising and they don't have uh, food to eat you know uh, forget about the sleep and article 21 is being violated that is right to life and that is where supreme court itself intervened you know i don't matlab again personal view i don't call it judicial overreach it is that supreme court is doing it duty where government is failing that is one thing second is decent uh, case and vaccine case you know uh, supreme court again said that compensation needs to be provided by the central government and the state government for the people that have lost their lives due to covid you know because it is seen as a failure of the government to control this and vaccine case jahan pe ye tha ki center needs to procure vaccines and give it to state why should state procure vaccine when center can do it for a cheaper price and give it to states supreme court intervened and said uh, this so this is something that we can see ki ek clash see ja rahi hai and the most uh, recent example was delhi high court's decision in uh, this uh, sedition on uapa case uh, against this uh, natasha narwal and all the students उन्होंने कहा कि वी डोंट फाइंड एनी टेररिस्ट एक्टिविटीज और लिंक्स दैट आर यू नो लिंक यू कैन फाइंड यू कैन डेफिनेटली सेड दैट दे वुड हैव इनसाइटेड वायलेंस और स्टफ लाइक दैट बट किस एंगल से आप उन पे टेररिस्ट होने का इल्जाम लगा रहे हो यू नो दे आर डिनाइड बेल जस्ट बिकॉज़ दे आर अंडर यूएपीए सो दैट इज व्हाट दिल्ली हाई कोर्ट सेड इन ग्रांटेड देम बेल दैट यू नो यू नीड टू बी वेरी केयरफुल व्हाइल ग्रांटिंग दिस सो ये जो कोर्ट्स हैं बेसिकली दीस कोर्ट्स आर इंटरव्यूइंग people's liberty and they are giving them uh, people's liberty and dignity and i personally don't see again my views are again personal i don't see it as judicial overreach i basically think that now presently supreme court is starting to do its work that is the role of judicial right i want your views on this and then we can go to this uh, famous hr khanna and uh, emergency uh, case yeah yeah and and uh, you, you mentioned all of these were good examples of of judiciary uh, you know not overreaching but at the same time utilizing its powers for the public good another example that comes to my mind is uh, the delhi pollution case when when there was an increasing pollution pollution in delhi and uh, the uh, supreme court basically gave a directive 
to the central board of uh, pollution control to actually come up with a plan to control uh, the pollution in delhi so i think these are all good examples of the judiciary uh, having a say of the judiciary doing its job and i it is it will be great if if it can be limited to that but sometimes it it can uh, go into overreach areas as well when when judiciary uh, comes down to actually making the laws or judiciary comes down to deciding the policies instead of uh, providing direction so i think as as long as uh, it just provides the direction and leaves it to the executive to decide the policy that is great and that is how it should be but as soon as uh, the situation is where the judiciary is dictating uh, what needs to be done that is where the problem comes in because the judiciary is not an expert on legislation uh, the the the, uh, the judge there is sitting there because of the the judicial prowess not because of their their expert policy making skills so um, that distinction needs to be made clearly and especially it needs to be self uh, you know self disciplined it needs to be enforced by the judiciary themselves because there is no one above the judiciary not even the president or the prime minister can sort of tell the judiciary to take something back a uh, judiciary is sovereign in its own way so uh, we we need to have uh, that sort of self control that needs to come in and and as we have uh, discussed several times on this program self control is no control so uh, so whenever i see uh, someone uh, you know uh, becoming more proactive with the powers i always fear that that this might go into overreach uh, but but right now i i think this is a welcome sight because uh, earlier the problem was opposite where the supreme court was not doing their job where, where the cgi was too weak to actually you know stand up to the executive uh, i am happy to see that it is no longer the case and right now my worries have become reversed uh, right now i am i'm more worried about uh, judicial overreach with the present sentiment of the judiciary right you know we'll uh, just go with freedom of judiciary uh, then the problems of judiciary and we'll merge it with your topic that you want to take up freedom of judiciary yeah, yeah, and yeah. Uh, the most important case that comes to my mind is that adm jabalpur case or also known as the emergency case the 1976 so uh, right to life cannot be taken at any stance this is the present position article 20 and 21 are absolute chahe emergency lage ho chahe kuch bhi lagao you know president kuch bhi kare apart from preventive detention that is some different stuff but right to life cannot be taken lekin in the famous in the infamous not famous uh, adm jawalpur case uh, four judges apart from mr hr kanna now i don't remember those four names now that is a beauty of it so they said that right to life is not absolute and it can be taken in emergency case hr khanna he wrote the dissenting view even though he knew that his view would not matter and it would cost him the uh, uh, you know uh, the chief justice of india po- uh, position because he was poised to become the next chief justice of india but government intervention was so high that time that you know he was superseded uh, by judges and he ultimately resigned mm-hmm. he wrote uh, while deciding uh, in this dissent view and which is now respected you know the right to life is absolute Uh, and stuff like that so i think so yes judiciary has been fighting a long battle and isi ke baad you know 1970s or 80s uh, late 1970s and early 1980s bumuraji resigned the emergency case ke baad when this government uh, when this judiciary realized ki uh, it its image has been uh, tarnished and tainted so they started this judicial activism uh, bhagwati pn bhagwati and you know this was a time when pli a uh, pil basically pil and judicial activism came into then it again uh, went to went into state uh, of judicial overreach jabe wo she guidelines the sexual harassment at workplace vishakha guidelines 1997 uske baad ultimately law bana 2013 mein but guidelines were given but what i personally feel is uh, i think so this is an ongoing process ki uh, when there are three organs you know you can definitely never have a strict boundaries between them lekin there needs to be a definite control between them 
it's okay for me it is personally okay if one of them uh, overreaches slightly but the government uh, again not uh, mentioning which government you know it has been uh, doing this so long and uh, there there has been no control by the uh, judiciary and so that is what i'm worried about if judiciary overreaches central government can stop it that is uh, first thing right second thing is independence abhi to hai you know uh, collegium system hai now let's not talk about ngac and stuff like that lekin we have collegium system to wo apne aap ko dekhte hain द सेकेंड थिंग इज प्रमोशन इज सीनियर मोस्ट जो है वो ही अगले चीफ जस्टिस बनेंगे बट नाउ स्टार्ट द इशू नाउ द इशू इज एंड यू मैं सेल्फ कंट्रोल वाली थिंग जो रिटायर्ड जजेस है सुप्रीम कोर्ट के आर दे एक्टिंग रिस्पॉन्सिबिली यू नो जस्टिन जस्टिस गोगोई ही एट द सेक्शुअल हेरासमेंट केस अगेंस्ट हिम ही वॉज द जज इन इज ओन केस यू नो चीफ जस्टिस इज द मास्टर ऑफ रॉस्टर दैट इज वॉट दिस थिंग गोज ठीक है सुप्रीम कोर्ट after getting retired from supreme court he went uh, and became a member of uh, rajya sabha and he was nominated by the government basically the president or the government to rajya sabha i think so this is not a very good president abhi jo nhrc ke naye chairman hai you know he himself was a uh, member and there is this conflict of interest that is going on on the cases that he is handling and the decisions he has given so mere hisab se and uh, this, this is uh, i'm i'm now diverging into your topic basically ki do you think कि ये जो सुप्रीम कोर्ट है पोस्ट बेसिकली इंडिपेंडेंस है जब तक है सो बट डू यू अगेन थिंक दैट एक्चुअली द जजेस आर एक्चुअली इंडिपेंडेंट और मतलब ऐसे देर इज नो इन्फ्लुएंस ऑफ एग्जीक्यूटिव वाइल दे आर फंक्शनिंग क्योंकि ऐसे बहुत सारे केस आए हैं जैसे आर्टिकल थ्री सेवेंटी या फिर रेफेल डील है रेफेल डील इन्वेस्टिगेशन इज गोइंग ऑन फ्रांस लेकिन इंडिया में कहीं छुट देती है सुप्रीम कोर्ट ने ऑल्सो देर वॉज दिस थिंग इलेक्ट्रल फंडिंग पे सुप्रीम कोर्ट सेट दैट यू नो दिस इलेक्ट्रल फंडिंग मेथड जो इलेक्ट्रल बॉन्ड्स आए थे This might reduce the uh, spirit of democracy क्योंकि पता ही नहीं चलता कहां से कितने पैसे कौन दे रहे हैं बट स्टिल दे डिड नॉट राइट डाउन दिस लॉ सो डू यू थिंक दैट जुडिशरी इवन दो इट सीम्स इंडिपेंडेंट इज नॉट इंडिपेंडेंट फर्स्ट थिंग सेकेंड थिंग इज वट डू यू थिंक अबाउट दोस्ट रिटायरमेंट बेनिफिट एंड देन विल वेल्व इन टू योर टॉपिक दी प्रॉब्लम ऑफ जुडिशरी yeah 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 so um, i i think uh, regarding the independence of judiciary you have brought up a good point because hum already dekh chuke hain ki supreme court se jo jis retire hote hain wo baad mein jaake governor ban jate hain wo baad mein jaake rajya sabha ki seat le lete hain wo kisi commission ke president ban jate hain so all of these point out ki unhone kahin na kahin government ko kuch favor kiya hoga which the government is now returning एंड एंड उनको ये पोजिशन दे रही है पोस्ट रिटायरमेंट सो एक तो लॉ जो सबसे पहले बनना चाहिए कि पोस्ट रिटायरमेंट जजेस के ऊपर लगाम लगानी चाहिए कि दे शुड नॉट बी अलाउड टू टेक एनी पोजिशन अंडर द गवर्नमेंट अब इसके अंदर अगेन वो गवर्नर वाला इशू आ जाता है बिकॉज गवर्नर इज नॉट अ पोस्ट अंडर द गवर्नमेंट एंड सो ऑन बट स्टिल आई आई थिंक एनी थिंग विच हैज टू डू विद द गवर्नमेंट दजेस शुड नॉट बी अलाउड टू डू इट पोस्ट रिटायरमेंट बिकॉज दैट इज जस्ट अ कैन ऑफ वर्म्स वी डोंट वॉन्ट टू ओपन दैट right and uh, about your uh, second point right so the independence of judiciary so i i think right now uh, constitutionally to judiciary ke upar there is no limitation uh, essentially jo cgi of india hai that is a sovereign body in itself and and the cgi is is sort of uh, you know he cannot be removed he can only retire and uh, th- th- there are very few limitations on their power right so b- but somehow uh, th- they keep butting heads with the executive they keep butting heads with the legislation so so i i think in in the laws itself uh, the uh, the cooperation has not been built in so for example if i take the example of us there uh, there are only eight uh, supreme court judges and they are all appointed by the president the the, the appointment is confirmed by the senate 
but they are appointed by the president so that brings in some level of dependence on on the president the president is dependent on the supreme court and in turn the supreme court is also dependent on the president so so that reduces the uh, amount of butting heads that goes on between uh, the executive and the judiciary so i think this parliamentary system actually lacks that because on the one hand it combines legislation and executive into one body and on the other hand it it does not make the judiciary dependent on them or them dependent on the judiciary so so that that essentially creates a situation where these two become adversarial powers and and they're saying things opposing each other while being part of the same government so so this is i think a a a, a big uh, a drawback of of our system of, of the parliamentary uh, democracy system and and we need to fix this we need to fix this on priority whether it is through all india judicial service or it is through you know taking away the independence of the collegium system it it has to be done because right now the way it is structured it incentivizes uh, you know people butting heads with each other and stopping the work of the government so that would be uh, my take on it and and we only have about 5 minutes left before we hit the hour mark so uh, this would be a good time to also dive into the all india judicial service that i have already mentioned so uh, right now the uh, problem is that in india uh, there are only 10 judges for every 1 lakh people whereas there should be 50 judges and in us there are actually 107 and in uk there are 51 so india l- lacks enough number of judges that is why we see cases remain pending for a long time uh for example uh, just uh, yesterday or last week there was this news of gulshan kumar who was the founder of uh, t series and and he he was actually murdered in 1997 and the final verdict only came out in 2021 so basically after 24 years verdicts are coming out for such vip people you can only imagine what is happening with the common man and that is why we are actually seeing ki hamari jo jails hai wo overcrowded hai बिकॉज पुलिस क्या करती है वो जो जो भी उनके मतलब उनको ऐसा लगता है जिनपे शक है उन सब लोगों को जेल में भर्ती कर लेती है बट उनकी केसेस हमारी जुडिशरी टाइम पे प्रोसेस नहीं कर पाती तो उसकी वजह से हमारी जेल्स ओवर पॉपुलेटेड हो गई है जितनी जेल से अंदर लोग होने चाहिए उनसे टेन एक्स टाइम्स जेल में लोग हैं और जितने जजेस होने चाहिए उससे फाइव एक्स कम जजेस हैं करेंटली सो ऑल ऑल ऑफ दिस क्रिएट्स अज प्रॉब्लम another problem is ki article 233 of our constitution it says ki jo bhi subordinate level ke hiring honge those are controlled by high courts and high courts are essentially provincial institutions matlab up ka high court alag hai aur maharashtra ka high court alag hai aur lower levels pe actually judiciary mein jo cases lade jate hain wo local languages mein lade jate hain to ye ye actually decentralization le aata hai hiring process mein एंड यहाँ पे हायरिंग फॉर एग्जांपल यूपीएससी नहीं कर सकता क्योंकि यूपीएससी जो हमारे सिविल सर्वेंट्स को हायर करता है इट इट जस्ट हायर्स फॉर एवरी स्टेट एट वन टाइम बट ये ऑल इंडिया जुडिशियल सर्विस में बिकॉज हायरिंग इज इज अ पावर ऑफ दिस हाई कोर्ट्स विच आर प्रोविंशियल इन नेचर इसलिए इनकी कोई सेंट्रल सर्विस नहीं बना सकती इसलिए वी कैनॉट इंश्योर यूनिफॉर्मिटी इन द क्वालिटी ऑफ आर ऑफ आर जुडिशियल सर्विस so so that is another constitutional barrier to to bringing up this service but again this is sorely required because india does not have enough judges we need more judges we need um, a new technology which can empower a single judge to you know consider more cases which which empowers judges to do it remotely all of these are desirable things and i think all india judicial service is a step in the right direction it will at least ensure uniformity in 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 our judicial hiring and it will also ensure ki cases don't remain pending for too long 
so so uh, I, that just very quickly i have tried to cover uh, you know all the points that there are so if you have anything on this i'll add few points and uh, just a news yes. just a news came up the uh, delhi government has filed a pil against the center uh, you know regarding the pol- uh, pollution in the region uh, and supreme court is saying that it's very amusing kyunki what delhi government is saying that 10 uh, power plants have not had that flu uh, sulfur flu gas Uh, technology diesel fluorization technology so let's see what goes into that something but first thing mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know we were talking about chief justice of india or various judges taking a post that is one issue and uh, the thing is yep. and i just remember this quote ki uh, they, they might be correct you know they, they, there might not be any issue that is uh, occurring with them you know wo man ke sachche ho sakte hain but there is a saying that goes that you know make sure justice is not only done but it also seems to be done that is one thing Yeah. you know that is one thing second thing is uh, regarding the uh, under trials basically i want to talk about the uh, judicial system there are 67% mm-hmm. of total in, uh, inmates in prisons are under trials joseph isle under hai kyunki you know uh, either they don't have economic uh, money say 100 rupees for the bail whatever is the amount but bahut petty crimes ke under trials you know but the problem is uh, and i had already mentioned it i don't have the data uh, as of now uh, as i don't have my laptop now uh, you know but i'll quote it some days later the maximum number of cases are pending in the lower ca- uh, stages and as they rise up you know uh, they uh, go up abhi say 34 uh, cases hai so 67% under trials hai theek hai aur jab wo nikalte hain you know matlab kai to log aise hain again just having my judicial problem ki some people uh, are in this वो ऐसे हैं कि उनकी जो मैक्सिमम स्टेटमेंट उनको मिल सकती है इफ दे आर कन्विक्टेड उससे ज्यादा तो वो रह चुके हैं इफ दे आर कन्विक्टेड दैट इज फर्स्ट थिंग तो जब वो निकलते yeah. हैं वो सीजन क्रिमिनल्स बन के निकलते हैं दैट इज फर्स्ट थिंग एंड लास्ट थिंग इज ऑल इंडिया जुडिशियल सर्विसेज कॉन्स्टिट्यूशनली मैंडेटेड आर कॉन्स्टिट्यूशन गारंटीज दैट देयर शुड बी एन ऑल इंडिया जुडिशियल सर्विस व्हेन द सेंटर फील्स दैट यू नो इट इट कैन बट द मोस्ट इंपोर्टेंट पॉइंट दैट यू हैव मेंशनड इज द लैंग्वेज बैरियर कि हाउ डू Uh, an all india judicial service meet the language barrier so i think so there should be mm-hmm. proper training and all india judicial service might help in increasing uh, uh, this uh, you know vacancy gap jo hai usko decrease karegi and post fulfillment will increase and only when the lower uh, levels ya fir jo cases hai wo lower levels pe resolve ho rahe only then can the higher levels be resolved my final point in this is i think so supreme court should promote and not only supreme court the high court and judiciary should also promote alternate dispute resolution mechanisms उससे लोड थोड़ा कम हो सकता है दैट इज माय ओनली टेक ऑन दिस फ्रॉम दिस इंस्टेंट एंड आल्सो लास्ट पॉइंट फॉर व्यूअर्स यार सुप्रीम कोर्ट व्यासेस ऑलरेडी मेंशन सुप्रीम कोर्ट आर नो एक्सपर्ट मैं तो कहता हूं पार्लियामेंटरी भी एक्सपर्ट नहीं है व्हाइल मेकिंग अ पॉलिसी बट द थिंग इज दे आर इलेक्टेड एंड सुप्रीम कोर्ट पीपल आर नॉट इलेक्टेड स्टिल दे आर हैविंग अ से इन द मैटर्स ऑफ पब्लिक सो दिस इज अ वेरी बिग क्रिटिसिज्म दैट ऑफन गोस कि नॉन इलेक्टेड पीपल आर सिटिंग इन द कोर्ट्स एंड देन दे आर डिक्टेटिंग द इलेक्टेड पीपल एज व्हाट टू डू सो दिस इज अनदर क्रिटिसिज्म दैट गोस Uh, this is my final take uh, from my side yep and and we have uh, filled our quota and actually are three minutes over so uh, I, i think uh, we should stop it here and and we have had a very lively discussion today aaj humne teen ya char different types of topics discuss kiye so thank you to everyone who tuned in live and and thanks to uh, the people who are still here with us hey diksha uh, thanks and uh, we will be posting this on spotify youtube so do check us out there and uh, thank you to all those who will listen to it later on uh, in its recorded form and as always uh, it is always a pleasure doing it with panda so uh, thanks to you as well thank you professor uh, right see all right week. so episode 33 in the books see you next week bye bye bye